I am Tawanda, and you are listening to How the F Do I Podcast with Marta and Ben. We're back for a new episode. Woohoo! New episode time. New episode. It always feels like we are so few and far between these days, but at the same time, like, you know, it's always exciting to have a new, new episode, you know, like we're getting so busy again, Marta. Life is moving again, but... As we said, we are committed to continuing to do the podcast, continuing to deliver awesome content, awesome advice. Um, How are you? I'm good. I like to think that our pace of our podcast is like everything else in the COVID era. You order a table, it comes four months later. We produce a podcast every couple months. It's the best. We're all doing the best we can, people. And that's good enough. We're adapting to the new world. (laughs) That's good enough for me in the new world order of things. Agreed. I'm still getting used to you and I not being in the same room doing these. I can't wait till we can do one in person one of these days. I know. That's the main goal. As everyone knows, we've said this on other episodes, we like to do these in person because that's where the real energy happens. But we're not there yet. We're getting there. We're going to keep it high energy. We're going to keep it high energy, even if we're in the in the virtual space. We're still trying to figure out how to even record these things to this day after multiple episodes. We're figuring it out. And our guest is doing so many amazing pump ups right now virtually. I know. It's, it's like firing me up. I wish we had video. <laughs> it's, it's like the third one. It's amazing. I'm really excited about this topic because especially with the Delta variant raging on and who knows what's next and all that other like things that are happening. There's such a level of anxiety. Everyone's got anxiety about something. It's spiking. So I am so excited for this episode, Ben. Me too. As our guests will know, this has been a very important aspect of my life this past year, and I think for a lot of other people. And the anxiety right now is swinging all sorts of directions with what people are comfortable with, where they want to go, what they want to do, how to handle you know, their internal systems. And it's been a blessing for me, as Tawanda knows, to, you know, to really kind of touch on this subject. And I think this is going to be another really important factor. So you know, without further ado, I would love to introduce our guest. I mean, given the toll of the pandemic and that it's taken a toll on everyone, we are excited. Marta and I are very excited to bring Dr. Tawanda Spaulding onto the pod this episode. She is a marriage and family therapist and a holistic coach in the state of Florida for the last 16 years. We're bringing her on to touch on what we just spoke about, anxiety in the wake of COVID and how to properly manage it. I think the other thing that we really want to touch on that was a big hurdle for me and for therapy was how do you find the right therapist and the steps to begin that journey? For me, it was very scary and you know I, I avoided it for a long time personally. So we're just really excited to, to bring Tawanda on. So Tawanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. And also we, we need to mention before Tawanda jumps in, thank you to our listeners for submitting questions. This yes. was the first time we submitted questions and we got some really really good ones. We asked people what you wanted to hear and y'all gave us some amazing questions that Juan is going to answer. Ben, I have to give you props because you are modeling and helping to get rid of the stigma around therapy, just being open and talking about this. So I'm proud of you. I'm giving you a little clap. So is Tawanda. I appreciate that. So we're proud of you. We're both proud of you. And thank you. <laughs> way to normalize the behavior and welcome to Wanda. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It is such a pleasure and an honor to be on How the F Do I? (laughs) (laughs) I'm super duper excited just to share 
my knowledge, share what I know, what I love. I love helping people. So I'm ready. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay. So we really want to just jump right into the meat of, you know, what we want to talk about on this podcast. But before, I would love to hear just a brief introduction on yourself, Tawanda. So my name is Dr. Tawanda Spaulding. I am a marriage and family therapist as well as a Reiki master. I have been doing therapy for over 16 years And if anyone does not know what Reiki Master is, Reiki is energy healing. So I do a lot of energy healing. And you guys will be able to, you know, go to my website. We'll give that information a little bit later. However, I do holistic coaching throughout the country. So, you know, anyone can receive services in terms of any, you know, coaching or counseling services as well. Here, my business is Ascending Solutions, LLC, and we provide professional, holistic counseling and coaching services to individuals who are transitioning, you know, who feel stuck in their path, oftentimes who are struggling with trauma and who want to break through their dysfunctional family patterns. So what we do here at Ascending Solutions is we customize a holistic treatment plan for individuals depending on their specific needs. Most of the treatment modalities will be combined with traditional therapy or counseling. That also includes Reiki energy, which is energy healing, chakra healing, crystal healing, sound healing, um, intuitive readings, meditation, and various other modalities. We are determined to promote and elevate the overall mental health and well-being of our clients. Even though I'm in the state of Florida virtually, but I'm also physically um, based out of Atlanta, Georgia, downtown Jonesboro, Georgia. And I also offer telehealth options as well. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> what a suite of offerings, first of all. And also, Ben, don't you think our previous guest, Coach Savoy, who is an energy coach, would be all about this and approve this? Oh, he's going to hear this. He's going to be all over it for sure. Yeah. Someone we definitely need to connect you with. But I can also vouch for everything that Tawanda has said. I've been going through that with her personally, and it's all been fantastic. And so I feel like we're, you know, just getting started too, which is even crazier. But uh, but thank you so much for that tr- introduction. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about where everyone can find you after this, because hopefully people will be inclined to want to dive into therapy. So with that said, Tawanda, let's talk a little bit just about therapy. Why do you think it's beneficial? So first of all, therapy is beneficial for everyone (laughs) across the board. There's been so much stigma around therapy, particularly in many different communities and minority communities specifically. But overall, people think, I don't want to go and tell a stranger my business, you know, what goes on in my family stays in my family. And that's fine and dandy. However, the family oftentimes is the problem. Okay. (laughs) So let's not... (laughs) So when I say that the family is oftentimes the problem, not necessarily blaming the family itself, but as a marriage and family therapist, I, you know, I'm trained in, in systems. You know, I look at the individual, not as the individual itself, but I look at where the system, that individual comes from within their system. And oftentimes, you know, we pick up certain behavior patterns, we pick up we certain traumas or things that we go through as a child or even in young adulthood or adolescent years that plays a huge role and affects us in very negative ways as we begin to, you know, get older and we carry those issues over into other relationships that we begin to build as adults. So when we talk about family, okay, (laughs) (laughs) therapy is very, very beneficial overall because it's also good to learn about you. Yes. 
Therapy is a, a good space to learn about you. I tell my clients all the time, you are, and when they come to therapy with me, you are enrolled at the University of Ben. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm so glad that you said that, Tawanda, because that was a big thing for me was you go to therapy because there's something wrong with you and it needs to be fixed. That's not what therapy is. It, no. To your point, and I've always had this in mind ever since we started, was that you are learning about you. It's a class yep. on you. And you start yep. to unveil a lot of things that mm -hmm. I never would have expected ever to think about of why I have this certain behavior or why I do this. And it's not a bad thing. Right. You know, right. but just discovering those things helps you learn about yourself. So I'm really glad that you said that in that way. I love yeah, it's that. It's all about awareness. It's all about awareness and then just really being aware of who you are. We are learning. We're constantly evolving each and every day. And we're going to do that until we take our last breath. Okay. So why not learn who you authentically are versus what somebody else wants you to be? I love that. Listen, we got a good show. <laughs> we got a good show. <laughs> we got a good show. Okay. Let's keep it popping. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep popping and keep moving on then. Because I think that's a great takeaway of the school of you. I've never heard it put that way. And that's fantastic. So speaking of the school of you, right now we're spending a lot of time with ourselves, with our families. We just, we have been for the past few years. You know, what mm -hmm. are you seeing with mental health in the pandemic? What are the trends that people are coming to you for? Ooh, a lot of increased anxiety, a lot of increased depression. For example, if people experience any trauma, again, as a child or even as, you know, as adolescent or young adult, a lot of times just sitting still in a space where, you know, you're not being able to really kind of move and do the things that you're normally doing. When life forces you to sit down, how we say, we say, sit down somewhere, sit, not sit, sit. Uh -huh. <laughs> but when life forces you to sit down, you know, you begin to really think about what's really going on in your life or what has transpired in your life. And with that can bring up a lot of things because we oftentimes suppress so many things, emotions, things that people have said to us, things that people have done to us. We push it down, we push it down and push it down, not including the actual trauma, whether it was physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional or psychological trauma that has transpired in some shape, form or fashion in our lives. We continue to suppress those things. So what I've noticed in this pandemic, a huge trend has been, I've been getting a lot of calls and a lot of clients coming in with increased anxiety and depression, and they don't really know where it's coming from. I take the opportunity with them to really, you know, break through. Let's work through this. Let's kind of go backwards, you know, because a lot of times they come in for surface issues, but the surface presenting problem is nine times out of 10, never the real problem. Very interesting. I also think too, um, specifically with this pandemic, from my experience is like life moves so quickly and people have so many plans and is busy and are around friends all the time where the pandemic is like, for me living by myself, it, it was all taken away. And so to your mm -hmm. point, it was like, you sit down and the noise shuts off and you're like, all you have is, is up here in your head. And that's where yep. it starts to like, what what's really going on? Um, so, you know, I think that was probably a really big reason of probably why you're hearing so much more depression and anxiety through, you know, everyone just kind of like being alone. Yeah. Life is distracting by itself. You know, particularly we have to get up. We, you know, if you got kids, you got families, you're tending to your families, you're doing your everyday routine day in and day out. And when all of a sudden it stops, 
we have to adjust. We all have to adjust to different things. So oftentimes it can become a struggle to be able to rehash or bring up things that we just don't want to feel. That's been one of the main causes, you know, where people have been reaching out a lot more. My my clientele has tripled literally since last year, March. I totally understand. And I think everyone's dealing with different aspects of it. But, you know, I think something you mentioned is that anxiety in particular is increasing. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. we can spend a minute on anxiety, you know, can we talk about maybe what it is and why does it happen? Definitely. So first of all, anxiety, and I'm going to take this directly from the DSM, anxiety is described as an anticipation of a future threat. Okay. So if there's any threat that we feel, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever it is that begins to create that fear or worry, you know, in our bodies. Okay. And I tell my clients all the time because, because by me being a holistic counselor as well, I look at both things of how anxiety works in the body. Anxiety is the last part that is coming out of your body physically, but it's showing you like there's a lot of energy, a lot of negative energy, or a lot of pent up energy that needs to be released in some shape, form or fashion. So that's your body's way. When you begin to experience certain symptoms of anxiety, that is your body's way of saying, hello, pay attention to me. (laughs) You've paid attention to many other people throughout the years. I need you to pay attention to me, which is us. It's almost like a cry for help for your inner self. Exactly. And we don't pay attention to ourselves. Most of us don't spend time with ourselves or even check in to learn how to listen to what our bodies is saying. Oh, how do you check in and listen to what your body is saying? Like, are you just like, <laughs> hello, what's happening with you today? Like, how does that work? Technically, you can, you know, literally be intentional about having a conversation with yourself, you know, and checking in with your body and your spirit, you know. But most people wouldn't naturally do that because some people would think that's weird, but it's actually not. So I'm glad, I'm actually glad that you, you brought that up. But in terms of as we continue to talk about anxiety, you know, there are different types of anxiety disorders. There's different subcategories of anxiety disorders. So this is extremely important for a lot of people to know. Because, you know, some people just think that they have generalized anxiety disorder, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's just very general things that is very general that causes the anxiety. However, you also have panic disorder. You also have specific phobia, social anxiety, separation anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. So all these are different forms of anxiety. And when we talk about trauma, I can't stress this enough. Trauma is so important to know and understand because what may be traumatic to me may not be traumatic to you. And what I like to call it as big T's, little T's, you know, a big T, if this is a big trauma, little T is a little trauma. And we can never take for granted how something that's threatful may make somebody else feel. And I'm also assuming too, it's, you might have this trauma happen to you, but you might not recognize what the real effects are in the long run. Exactly. Exactly. And, and which is important again, as we were just speaking to make sure that we're always checking in with our bodies, checking in with our feelings and what's going on. So with that being said, I would love to kind of move into some symptoms, some common symptoms of anxiety disorder. And some of those symptoms is anything from excessive fear and worry. Some physical symptoms could be anything from dry mouth, muscle tension, feeling nauseous, being 
difficulty sleeping, you know, oftentimes having an irregular heartbeat, irritability is also a symptom of anxiety and also panic attacks. But there is a difference between anxiety attacks and panic attacks. And sometimes people get those confused. Interesting because we had a listener, we had a bunch of listeners submit questions. One of them was, how can you recognize a sign of an anxiety attack before it happens? But I guess, what's the difference maybe before you talk about that? Okay, so the differences between a panic and anxiety attack are best described. So anxiety usually is typically intensified over a period of time. Okay. So it's usually like things is building up, it's building up, it's building up, you know, with excessive worrying about something, some type of potential danger or threat. So say, for example, if I have social anxiety, right? Meaning that my anxiety really kicks in when I'm outside in a social setting, or maybe if I'm, you know, like if I'm in a group setting or something and I'm extremely uncomfortable before I even get to that place or wherever the the group is, I'm already started. I've started maybe two days prior thinking about, oh, my God, more days I have this event. I have to, you know, attend this social gathering then the day before and then the day of. So it's slowly building and building and building. And if the anticipation of something builds up and the high amount of stress reaches a level where it becomes extremely overwhelming, then, you know, that's when it begins to feel like an attack, like an anxiety attack. Now, a panic attack is an intense uh, and sudden feeling of fear, terror, nervousness, or apprehension. So a panic attack usually kind of comes out of the blue. You could be at a party. You can be at a family gathering. You could be having a time of your life. And all of a sudden, in the middle of you, like literally laughing and, you know, talking or having fun, you have this immense feeling of fear or terror or nervousness that come on you. And that's usually what the panic attack is. So panic attacks usually occur out of the blue, or maybe where you or you have some immediate triggers. In many cases, they are expected because the fear is caused by a known stressor, such as some type of phobia. So with a panic attack, could anyone easily get a panic attack that maybe might not have ever had one before? Or is it kind of like a reoccurring, could I just all of a sudden feel a panic attack? Anyone could have an anxiety attack or a panic attack at any given moment. So it's not like you have to have these symptoms for years and years. It's not that type of buildup. You know, it just depends on what makes you fearful or worrying. You know, what is it that you're worrying about? What is it that you have a specific phobia about? So literally anyone, I have clients that have never, I mean, in none of their adolescent years, none of their early adult years, you know, I have a client that's in her 50s and, you know, she had her first anxiety attack in her 50s, never had an anxiety attack. And I've also been hearing a lot of clients, you know, express increased anxiety attacks as a result of COVID, Yeah, you know, once the pandemic started. So that's something that definitely has increased. But I just want to give, in terms of the shared symptoms of both, both share the symptom of increased heart rate and shortness of breath. However, usually with a panic attack, you know, you sometimes feel that you often feel the chest pains, the shaking, the trembling, and oftentimes you may feel disconnected from your body versus an anxiety attack because it's building up through the days. There's disturbed sleep, irritability, muscle tension, you know, so again, we're holding that energy and that energy is showing itself throughout our body as well. Yeah, I guess it goes back to, you know, it's important to check in with yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. during those moments. And I'm assuming that's kind of how you manage 
these attacks ahead of time. It's weird because I almost like think of like anxiety attack as like you're you're almost manifesting it to happen in a weird way. Well, because oftentimes there's constant recurrent thoughts of something. So whatever it is that you're fearful of, you're fearful. A lot of times you can be fearful of having an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. And because you're fearful of that, you're thinking of it often (laughs) over and over like, oh my God, I don't want to have an attack. I don't want to have an attack. And guess what happens? You have an attack. I watched my son have a panic attack this year. And this is the first time. And, you know, he's nine. First time I ever saw. And he went, what you're describing, we were on a boat. He was both excited and scared to be on this boat. Went from laughing mm-hmm. to full on crying and just yeah. begging to get off the boat. I got to get off. I got to get off. I got to get off. Like, I mean, I, everything you described, I was like, play by play. That is exactly what happened. Did you just throw him in the water? Or- <laughs> I was very compassionate. <laughs> I threw him overboard and I was like, Captain, let's keep this boat going. Let's keep it moving. Levi will be fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The guy was so sweet. We didn't get that far out. And the guy turned around and said, yes, we can go back and it's no problem. We're going to turn around and we'll go back. And then, you know, he calmed down. It took him a while. And then he was going, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It was painstaking to watch. Yeah. And the minute, the minute we got to shore, he was fine. But it, like in an instant turned yeah. and I'd never seen it before. And I was like, what is happening? It was very surprising. I can only imagine for a nine-year-old, he doesn't even know what's happening to his body, what's going on. Usually as adults, we can kind of like, okay, this is happening. Let me try to, you know, grab onto something, you know, but for a child, I know that that was a lot more difficult, you know, for him because he has no clue or idea what's really happening to his body. But yeah, it's fear. It's just, Fear. He probably was fearful of, you know, maybe being in the water or. He has a fear of people getting sick on boats, even though he's never gotten sick on boats. And he felt the adrenaline of it and then thought, oh, no, I'm going to be sick. And I was like, no, it's just like the adrenaline of it. You know, in the moment, logic did not matter. Yep. It was very humbling to be like, there's nothing you can do except for like help the person get to where they need to be and let go of your plan for the day. And that's what we're going to do. So that was the panic attack. But there's definitely cycles when we talk about anxiety, okay? Because, you know, okay, where does anxiety come from? Like, is this something that we're born with? Is this something that's hereditary? Is is it something that we just kind of catch or get out the blue? Now, I will say, you know, for research has shown that a lot of parents who are anxious while pregnant, oftentimes they can pass that anxiety on to their child. And you can literally see... I don't know if you've ever seen a, a baby, a toddler, anxious, but it is not a pretty sight. Mm-hmm. It is not a pretty sight. So anxiety is real, just like depression is real. And one of the things that, you know, a lot of people don't understand is when they have a family member that's depressed, they oftentimes want to say, snap out of it. You know, like just, you know, get over it, snap out of it. Come on, you like, you just got to move. Walk it off. You're right. Walk it off or come on, let's just go out. of it. Like if you get me out of the house, that's going to make things better. Yeah, it may kind of pull things up a little bit, but depression is a chemical imbalance in the mm. brain. And it's much more than just me physically. Now, it helps to get out of the house. It does. But there's a lot more that takes that has to go into looking at what's causing it, where did it come from, you know, what's triggering it. We need to be very mindful of what's triggering our anxiety, you know, so we have overall anxiety and then we have the little things within our each individual selves that anxiety is triggered by different things. It can be a medical issue. It can be a family or a marital problem. It can be work related. I cannot tell you how many people complain 
about their anxiety literally comes from their, their job because it's so high paced, you know, fast paced and fast moving. And a lot of times they have a lot of responsibilities. And by the time they get home, they are exhausted. They have n- nothing else to give to anybody else. I understand that. I think that's a big thing people are going through right now. And a lot of reasons why mm-hmm. people are, there's a whole, you know, data point about people not going back to work because they're just like stressed out and burnt out. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like with that said, you know, this podcast was created to give people tips that they mm-hmm. can apply to their lives right away to live their best mm-hmm. lives. So, I mean, with all this said, and thank you very much for like kind of going into all of it, I think that's going to be super helpful for people to kind of understand the different mm-hmm. levels of anxiety and panic attacks. What are some positive routines or strategies to help manage anxiety on your own for your long-term success? Okay. So several things. There's several ways to treat anxiety. Okay. So, you know, there's definitely medication. You know, I'm not an advocate for medication because hello, I'm a holistic, you know, (laughs) healer. But there are cases where, you know, people do need medication to kind of help, you know, take the edge off so they can kind of get back to a more balanced state. So there, there is medications and the one thing that I would say about medication, be very, very careful because a lot of regular PCPs, which is your primary care physicians, can prescribe anti-anxiety medication, right? You don't have to go to a psychiatrist for an antidepressant or anxiety medication. However, it will be best to go to a psychiatrist because there may be other issues, other underlying issues outside of you just having anxiety and, oh, I need a pill to help my anxiety. So medication is definitely one way. Therapy Going back to why therapy is important, because if you are experiencing any symptoms of anxiety, especially if you've noticed that they've increased, because a lot of us have experienced anxiety off and on for several years for many different reasons. But for some people, it never goes anywhere. It just continues to increase and increase and increase. At that point, you know, it will be beneficial for that person to go ahead and reach out for therapy. A great modality to use is cognitive behavior therapy you know, which is very helpful with understanding thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, understanding, you know, what is the thought that you're having when you start to feel this anxiety or attack coming on? What's the thought, you know, what is your emotions that's attached to that? And what is your actual behavior? So we can go in and begin to challenge some of those distorted negative thoughts. So for example, Marta, you talked about your son in a sense of he had a specific thought of fear of people getting sick on the boat, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, so that was just a fear that he may have, he may have saw it on a TV or wherever he got from, he began to internalize that. And that actual thought became real for him. Right. So that's where cognitive behavior therapy really helps in that sense. And that's actually one of the main uh, modalities that I use in my own treatment, especially I, I work with a lot of clients who've experienced trauma. So I actually use TFCBT, trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy. So you have a lot of different, you know, ways that you can treat it. But in terms of if you're just trying to do something at home and you want to, you know, how do I cope with whether you're having an attack, whether you're just having difficulty understanding, you know, your anxiety, first of all, take a moment. Whatever you're doing in that moment, take a moment and tell yourself, I am okay. Because in that moment of when you're feeling anxious, we feel like our life is out of control. 
And like literally someone has like just removed maybe a rug right from up underneath us and we're falling. So you have to take a moment, go in the bathroom, you know, tell you if you're at work, you know, tell your supervisor, I need just a moment, whether you need to go into your car and just tell yourself, number one, I am okay. Number two, you want to practice some deep breathing. It's extremely important to regulate your breath in order to regulate your your body's reaction and natural flow. Okay, so practicing deep breathing is extremely, extremely important when coping with anxiety. Grounding yourself is also a great, great, great technique. And if no one knows what grounding means, grounding is as simple as You can ground while you're standing up or sitting down. If I'm sitting in a chair, I literally place my feet flat on the ground, make sure that my back is against the chair. If you have arms on the chair, place your hands on the arms and just just notice that you're safe in the chair. I just did this along with you. It's very calming. Mm -hmm. I was going to say it's very calming. It's very nice right now to actually be sitting this way with you too. Just noticing that I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm not falling through the chair. And if you can't sit down in the moment, you can stand against the wall. Find a wall, stand against it. I'm safe, my feet is planted firmly on the ground, my back is pressed firmly against the wall, I'm okay. You know, Um, another thing that I suggest is to create a playlist of music that soothes your mind, whatever that may be. I like this. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Creating a great anxiety, anti-anxiety playlist. Of course, you don't want, because <laughs> certain frequencies, you know, actually makes the anxiety worse. So you want to be very, very careful with like very high-pitched type music. You want something that's very soothing, very soft, and that doesn't have a very high frequency. So you want to keep it like softer classical music. I was going to say, classical has got to be the way. It is always the way. Jazz is probably a little a little soothing. My son has a great playlist we go to sleep to. It's classical sleep on Spotify. It's what he goes to sleep with. <laughs> I also was going to make a joke, and Tony's going to get Tony's my husband to want it. He's going to get mad at me. But I swear to God, every time he puts on Beach House, which is this whiny little emo band, I get so pissed. And now I know I'm going to be like, it's not the right frequency, and it's causing me anxiety. <laughs> Listen, the frequency matters. You hear me? It matters because you have to understand some people are extremely sensitive to sound, sound waves and the frequencies. So because they're like how you say you're like, it's, it's not that you don't you may not like the song. It's what it's doing to your body internally. Like sometimes we cringe, you know, like because the frequency may be too high. I'm taking this back. Beach House's frequency is too high for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, classical music is a great way. Also, white noise. You know, like if anyone has some of those white noise machines, I'm quite sure there's something on YouTube and Spotify of just white noise. That's another way just to kind of, it's very steady. Listening to water, rainfall, you know, or beach waves. Sometimes for some people, the beach waves may be too much because of the crashing of the waves. So you want to kind of just pay attention to that as well. Also staying hydrated and moving around is extremely important because now as I kind of shift and we talk about the energy part of anxiety, the holistic part, the energetic part of anxiety is just negative energy that's trying to be released in your body. 
Okay. And what's a good way to release that energy? Movement. Yeah. Some people go to the gym, but of course, with COVID and this good old new Delta variant. Okay. <laughs> mm, you know, so it's like you got to be cautious even about going to the gym. But you can do something as simple as, you know, putting on, you know, your favorite song, you know, moving around, dancing, or just doing like a step or something, something to get your body moving, staying hydrated. That's extremely important. Another thing is keeping affirmations on hand, where whether it can be in memory, keeping a list of affirmations on your phone. I cannot tell you how many people that I know that has hundreds and hundreds of selfies in their phone, but don't have not one affirmation. <laughs> Very good it's point. It's so true. I write down affirmations every night. Good job, Marla. Do you really? I do. I write down my goals. I'm checking in with myself. What I'm grateful for, my worries, my frustrations, what I want, and I write down three affirmations. I love it. I love it. Now, let me ask you, you do this daily? Yes. Okay. Now, tell me one affirmation that you wrote down for yesterday, if you don't mind sharing. I'm happy to share. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for where I am and where I am going. Okay. I am grateful for where I am and where I am going. Now, so after writing everything, you know, just kind of like sitting in that, do you do this in the beginning of the day or towards the end? I do it at night. And then every week I reflect on what was I was worried about. And if it feels, if I'm less worried about it this week, I go back and I kind of check in. Got you. I love it. I absolutely love what you're doing, Marta. I also would just like to add on because yes. sometimes, you know, writing an affirmation or coming up with an affirmation could sometimes be overwhelming. So even if you have a good list, because that's that's one of the things where I think a lot of clients struggle with, because it's like, okay, well, how do I create an affirmation? You know, what is it? Number one, you want to be very short and concise. You know, you don't, I mean, of course it's good to have, you know, if you have like a nice quote or whatever, that's fine. But something like, I am grateful. That's That's an affirmation right there. I am grateful. And then really sit on that. Like really spend time with that. And I would go as far as, letting focusing on one affirmation for a few days mm, i like that i love that so with a lot of my clients i would give a homework assignment where if there's something that i want them to do or focus on you need to do that for five to seven days just that one thing because now what's happening is i'm now i'm being intentional about being grateful mm-hmm. i love that i do i love that addition and that like micro piece of it. I'm going to add on to that. I'm going to challenge myself to do that over the next five to seven days. So look at all of affirmations that you have written throughout this year. You know, if you're doing this on a, a nightly basis, you have a lot of affirmations and you don't have, you don't have to keep coming up with new ones. You can literally utilize the ones that you've already wrote previously. I love it. And I also, for inspiration, I look at Coach Savoy's Instagram, Ben, one of our previous that. guests, because he's got that. a lot of good affirmations. I, I love that you said that, though, because I always think about, you know, when I'm writing things that I'm grateful for, mm -hmm. I'll jot them down. And then when I come back a couple of days later or a week later, I'm like, I'm still grateful for those things. And so right. it's nice to hear that you can continue to kind of hone in on those specific things. If you can't think of something new, you can still be grateful for what you we're thinking about the previous week. Exactly. And then taking it a step further, when we start talking about intention and then manifesting the things that we want to bring in, because when we look at abundance, what is abundance? Abundance is not about us receiving things. 
abundance, true abundance, is us giving. That's powerful. And it doesn't have to be monetary. It can be our time. It can be a moment. It can be someone calling like, hey, you know, I just really need to talk. You've been a listening ear. You're giving that. It's not about us what we receive. So the good part about abundance, as we give and we give in our love unconditionally, we then receive as a result. But abundance is not us necessarily just, oh, well, well, let me do this so I can, Lord, I just want to be abundant. I want to have this and I want to have that. And it's not all about financial abundance, you know, abundance, being abundant in my health, being abundant, you know, within my family, that's true abundance. A lot of times we think about monetary and it's so much bigger than that. I could not agree more. One of my wants that I manifested into the world many months ago when I did this was to be present more and be pre- and and I have since figured out a way to do it so I good job Marta <laughs> thank you I'm not saying I have it all figured out people I'm a hot mess too but I'm just saying it's, you know <laughs> listen you are a hot mess in transition, okay. That's right. I love that. I'm a hot mess in transition. In transition, that's right. I we are it. transitioning <laughs> daily, daily. I love it. I love all of these tactics and tips. I think these takeaways are so important, and it's just very digestible to be like, okay, I'm I'm going to be grounded. I'm going to listen to my playlist. I'm going to think about what I'm grateful for. Like those are just simple. Going back to the original thing, checking in with yourself things you can do. Correct. And another thing I want to say, you know, just quickly on the the terms of affirmation, and this is what one of my Reiki masters shared with me, and and it was so profound. One of my affirmations that I use a lot is I am healed. You know, I'm healed. I am healed. I am healed. And one of the things she said, I don't want to think about it. When you're saying that I'm healed, you're actually agreeing that you're sick. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to say that again. When I'm manifesting or just speaking that I'm healed, I'm bringing that into my energy, my putting that into the universe, but I'm also agreeing that I'm sick. So instead of saying I'm healed, I'm whole. Mm. I am whole and complete. I am whole and complete. I am exactly what what God, divine source, universe, what whatever you serve. Created me to be okay. <laughs> I love that. I just wrote it down. No, awesome. <laughs> I am whole. I love that, Tawanda. That is such a great distinction to make. So many good nuggets. Uh, these are such good nuggets. And Marta, I already know how we're going to promote Tawanda's episode. Uh, with I bet we were thinking of the same. Thing. We are totally thinking of the same thing. I think it's really important for people to see this in writing, and we're this is how we're going to promote it with these types of things. But again, I love all of these suggestions, Tawanda, because I feel like no matter where you are in your life, whether you're dealing with anxiety or not, these are important takeaways that every single person on this planet and beyond should be doing, and they're simple. You know, these are simple things. Yeah, very simple. And it's free. <laughs> well, be- besides the therapy part. Okay? So true. You can't afford not to do these things, people. Come on. Something I think that's really a hard part for people, right, is what are the first steps to even take to find a therapist? Like, how do you even start this journey? First of all, before you even go seeking for a therapist, please be ready for therapy. Please be ready. And I say that because... Some people are not. 
And that's okay. But you will learn like, you know what? This is not for me right now. (laughs) And that's completely fine. But when you are ready for therapy, you have acknowledged like, I want to work on me. And again, like I've been mentioned before, it's not necessarily that I have a problem. You know, it's more of I've been noticing certain patterns, maybe about myself that I'm not okay with anymore. And I just want to see how I can, you know, do better. I want to be the best version of myself. So I just wanted to put that out there. But when you start therapy, counseling, coaching, whatever it is, be prepared to really give it your all because it's you are the one that's doing the work. So when you're seeking, whether it's a counselor, a coach, a therapist, particularly for therapy, one of the best ways is you can always Google (laughs) who's ever in your area. A lot of times, you know, you have people that have private practices, a lot of therapists that have private practices. So if you put in, you know, if I'm looking for a specific, like a male therapist, you type in male therapist in my area, trust me, certain therapists will come up. You can also go to psychology today. Psychology Today is a great, great, great resource for people who are looking for therapists because you get a chance to see the profile, the picture, all of what, you know, what that therapist, you know, focuses on, if they take insurance or not, everything is there. And a lot of times they also have their links of the website attached. So you can, you know, just click on the link and they have a number you can call as well. It tells you whether it's free consultation calls. Most therapists do offer free consultation calls. So that's always a good way. Better help is is a good way to find a therapist. So it just really depends on what you're looking for. You know, there's, you can look into your local community. So there's local community mental health agencies that provide, because let's not sleep on the community to health services, you know, that are provided out here in, in a lot of metropolitan areas as well, where the services are either free or at a very low discount which is what we call like a sliding scale fee, because sometimes it depends on the person's income. So, you know, you can get therapy for free. You really can, even if you don't have insurance, because there's a lot of nonprofits or community mental health agencies that have grants that actually pays for their salary to provide services to the community. Love those. Yeah, those are great. I love the psychology today. That's such a great reference too. Agreed. I was also going to add too, like, how I found Tawanda was through friends and networking. I mean, Jess, you know. Word of mouth. The GF, <laughs> word of mouth. Like, ask your friends and your community and people around you. And, like, again, it's okay to have therapy. Yeah. It's okay to talk about you. We should be talking about this, and we should be encouraging everyone to get into it. So I think it's important to not only ask, but also, like, if you have a therapist, I have no fucking problem being like, hey, I'm in therapy, everyone. I just announced it to on the podcast. Like, you know, it's world. okay. Like, and if you need a suggestion on who to talk to, I can tell you right now, my life's changing every session we have. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to put it out there. And I'm sure people will help. Some of the things you want to definitely look, I even tell clients, well, potential clients during the consultation call, even if they don't decide to go with me, when you're looking for a therapist, you want to have a list. So finding a therapist is like finding a really good doctor, like, you know, like someone who you really connect with. You're going to be spending a lot of time. You're going to be talking about a lot of deep, vulnerable things that you probably never shared with anyone. Okay, so you want to make sure that you're comfortable with this person. So I would definitely suggest, say, for example, if you're using psychology today, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, get your top five from your top five. You know, you then begin to make your calls. You do consultation. You have to set up consultation, consultation calls with all of these 
people to see you, you want to feel the vibe and the energy or either over the phone. Some people do, you know, Zoom consultation calls. You want to get the vibe first. Mm-hmm. If you feel a connection, then you say, OK, I like this person. Then you kind of narrow it down to your top three. Then you narrow it down to, you know what I'm saying, to your top one who you you feel like after consideration and you're looking at the pros and the cons, I think this one will be a better fit for me. Even when you start that process, I want you all to know that you all, clients have free will. You're not forced to do therapy unless it's court ordered. Okay, I just wanted to put that out there. (laughs) Unless it's court ordered, you are not forced to do therapy at all. A therapist cannot force you to do anything you don't want to do. There is not a, a certain amount of sessions you know, so this is where therapy, therapists and coaches are different because coaches will create packages, you know, like, oh, this package includes this amount. If you come, if you come and you do five sessions, you decide, you know what, I don't want to continue. That's fine. You know, that's OK. You, you have the right to stop at any given time. But you want to make sure that things are you have a good connection. But you also want to be open, you know, to the process, because, again, you are talking about things that. Sometimes the reason why you <laughs> we having these issues in the first place, nine times out of ten, is because we push them down. So just being very mindful of those things when you begin to choose a therapist. So I assume like you'll know that it's a good match for you when you feel the most comfortable. Like it's really kind of on you of like, is this connection right? Am I ready to go into this? Correct. Do I feel comfortable enough with this person? And it's almost like a you'll start vibing with them. Correct. Correct. Just know that the client has the power. Yeah. No, I love that you said that because for me, it was like what I was really afraid of is like going and finding multiple therapists and then telling them like, we're not vibing. You know, like it's kind of an awkward conversation almost, you know? Right, right, right. It is, but a good therapist will know they can pick up on maybe some, some apprehension, maybe a disconnect, but it's also part of the assessment process. You know, so, you know, the therapist only knows what you give them. Say, for example, if, if, if you're the type of client that has an issue with communication <laughs> and you are afraid of, you know, you're the type of person that doesn't want to hurt nobody's feelings and, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm afraid to tell him this because I don't want him to think bad about me as a therapist. We are not your friend. We are not a family member. We are here literally to help support you as you walk through your healing journey. We're holding a non-judgmental space for you. We get all up in your stuff now. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get in now, okay? But but it's for it's for a greater it's, it's for a greater good. It's for a reason. And we get in there so we can show you the patterns. And all we do is we offer you different, you know, ways of looking at situations and new insights. And it's up to you whether you choose to take it or not. That's that's literally what therapy is about. Therapy is a very simple process. It's the work. Now, the work of on self is where a lot of sometimes people are not ready for. And that's why I say you have to be ready. I think that's such a good distinction because you're right. It's like here. And think about that, too. It's such a like client version, right? Like, oh, well, how do you like what's a good way to find it? And you're like, first of all, you have to be ready. So I think that's the takeaway from this is like you have to make sure you're ready. So I think that is the most important takeaway you've given us. Tawanda, I'm sure listeners want to know, are you taking on new clients? Well, of course. At all times. (laughs) At all 
times. <laughs> and how could people find you if they wanted to see if you were a good match? Obviously, the first they have to be ready. We know that. So that's check. And it's huge. And I, and I, and I give my clients so much praise because taking that first step, which is taking that first phone call is a lot, even whether you're doing it through an email or you're reaching out through, via email or whatever. So to find me, Dr. Tawanda Spalding, hello. <laughs> Clearly I am so animated in my sessions. I, I, I am who I am. Really like Ben could tell you all day long. This is me. Okay. <laughs> to find me, you can find me at www.ascendingsolutionsllc.com. So that is my website. My number is 954-546-4881. You can, you know, that's my, my business sale. So at any time, you know, please, 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 people leave a message because, you know, oftentimes a lot of people call and they like, later on I hear like, oh, I called you. I said, oh, okay, but did we speak? Did, did you leave a message? No, I didn't. So leave a message, if, definitely if you want to get a return call. Now, also, um, if you don't want to go through any of that and just go ahead and book your free consultation call, you can do that through my website, which is at www.ascendingsolutions, with an S on the end, llc.com. Awesome. All right, everyone, you know where to find her. When you're ready, when you're ready, you know <laughs> when where you to find When you are ready. <laughs> I mean, I know what I'm ready for, Ben. Uh, I know what you're ready for, for sure. What am I ready for? You're ready for the speed round. My favorite part. It's one of your favorite parts. It's my favorite part. Tawanda, all the information you've given us is so valuable. This is where we get to have a little bit of fun with you. And we get to do a speed round where it's very quick, fast answers. Just a little bit, you know, close it out on a lighter note, if that's okay. I'll kick it off. So Marta and I will go back and forth. Um, All right. So speed round has begun. What did you want to do when you were younger as an adult? So I really wanted to just help people. I really didn't know in what capacity. I knew that I was put on this earth to help people. I did not know in what capacity, but I am living out my destiny. Yes, you are. That's awesome. You really are. Do you have a favorite meditation or mental health app? I don't in terms of app. I I teach meditation classes and things like that. So I go into my own. <laughs> I don't create them, but I do it with my clients. A lot of guided meditations. So there's no, not a specific app, but I will tell you a meditation like song that I, I love. It's on YouTube and it's um, Reiki healing music. So it's Reiki healing music. I love, you know, putting that on anytime I, I go into my prayer meditation every morning or even when I'm getting ready to ground before sessions, particularly if I'm doing a um, a holistic session. You just type in Reiki healing energy. I mean, Reiki healing music and several will come up. I love all of it. What is your happy place? Oh, my happy place is peace. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. My happy place is coming home from work and not doing anything, like not talking to anyone, like the decompression part. Like I'm in a good space when I've done a, you know, I've done worked hard the day and I'm just letting loose, doing me, no worries, no cares, pop me some popcorn and binge watch on some of my favorite shows. Love that. <laughs> Ooh, what is what is one favorite show? Just tell us one. One of my favorite shows 
that I absolutely love is the Big Bang Theory. That's a favorite for a lot of people. That is my one of my top. I can watch it over and over. Like, it doesn't matter. It was as if I watched the show for the first time. I love Sheldon. I love how awkward <laughs> he is. I love how his dry sense of humor is so funny to me. <laughs> I love it. You heard it here, people. Inner peace is a bowl of popcorn and the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Go with the flow. Just flow like the ripples in the water. Just flow. I love that. The reason why I think that that's the best piece of advice, because we as humans can be very rigid and controlling, even when we don't want to admit it. And just learning how to go with the flow of things, it takes that pressure off. I love it. Just go with the flow, Ben. Favorite age so far, Tawanda? Oh, my 30s. Let me tell you something about them 30s, okay? (laughs) (laughs) My 30s, my 30s were, I would have to say like 35. Hey, that's how old I am. Let's go. I was transitioning from like, literally you're moving into like, you can feel it. I'm moving into a new space. It was just, it was just, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I wasn't aching in pain. I didn't have aches and pains at the time yet, but. (laughs) I'm not looking forward to that part. Yeah, it's your time, Ben. I'm uh, I'm gonna enjoy it as much as I can. Enjoy it, Ben. Enjoy it. <laughs> All right, this is our last speed round question. We ask everyone this question at the end. Fill in the blank. Happiness is love. Oh, love it. Love that. Amen to that. It's as simple as that. <laughs> that there, <simple>. you heard <laughs> it. That simple, y'all. It's really easy to find peace. It's on Netflix. And love is love. There you go. Love is happiness. <laughs> Tawanda, this has been so helpful. I've learned so much. I've written so many things down in my notebook. <laughs> I have, I personally have now an expansion of my little routine, but I just think so many of these tips are so helpful. And I, I'm so appreciative and grateful for you coming on and, and sharing your knowledge with us and with our listeners. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you guys for having me on the show. This was so much fun. (laughs) I love it. I second Marta. Like, thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, through our relationship that we've built, I knew immediately, you know, that I needed to have you on on our podcast. And I really appreciate you taking the time. I highly suggest everyone to reach out to Tawanda if, if you're ready for it. And the one thing that I will say about Tawanda is you'll get Tawanda, which is a lot of fun, but she's also no bullshit. Oh, I don't play with him. I don't play the radio. Okay? You do not play with me <laughs> and you will tell it to, to me straight. And I really appreciate it about you. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. This was, this was really special. Marta, wow. We have a lot to work on, Ben. A lot of things to do. We have a lot of things to do. There were so many amazing takeaways from this episode that I think everyone can apply immediately, which is like pretty much like, you know, what our podcast is all about. You know, I think handling anxiety, you know, it is a real thing. And, you know, Tawanda gave some just amazing suggestions about how to handle it immediately, just from being grounded, telling yourself that you're okay, I'm okay, you know, and, and breathing and all of these things that people can apply immediately to their lives was huge. What I really liked about your takeaways, Tawanda, is that there are things you could do anywhere. If you're traveling, if you're not at home, you don't have to be a specific place. There are things you can take with you, no matter where you physically are. Exactly. And I, and I think that is that is so helpful. And the other things I wrote down that I loved were I loved 
you're going to the school of you because I think that's so great. And the flip that you said, Ben, it's not about, oh, there's something wrong with you, right? It's going to the school of you and learning about you. The other thing I love is the affirmation, I am whole and complete. We have such a culture of wanting more. You're never complete. You're never doing enough. And it's it's just a nice reminder to say, I'm, I'm complete. I'm complete for now. And that's good enough. That's another topic. How the F do I get complete? Yes. Okay, we're going to have to have you back for part two, Tawanda. We'll have you back for sure. I would love to be back on, but I I just want to say again, thank you guys for having me on. I really enjoyed this. I love sharing, you know, my knowledge. I love sharing what I know. And this is truly, and I tell my clients, no, I don't do this just because, just because I do this because I was created to do this. Oh, well, you, you can tell it and you love it and you're so passionate. And Ben has been talking about you for so long. And Ben, Ben, you said a hundred percent, but here's the thing. Ben never said that. You say 100% all the time to Wanda, and I'd make him give a fun Farb fact because his name's Ben Farber. We have to bring but, it back. We can bring it back, but here's the thing. You also were really vulnerable and talked about therapy. I know. I, well, what's funny is I, I was thinking about, okay, my 100% fact is going to be that I'm in therapy, but then I realized I've already said that in one of another episodes. So I think we can let it slide because you're you're far back. You're you're being very vulnerable and honest, and so you you got to pass this time. This is a moment in how the after I podcast with Marta giving me a fucking pass. It's true. You don't get more than one. That's your only uh, <laughs> one for the year, man. Enjoy. I'm it. taking it. I'm taking it. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Good job. Way to be open with it. And thank you for bringing Tawanda on the pod today because it was a great episode. And Tawanda, we're going to have you back. We have to do a part two at some point. Love it. If you'll come back. I am here for it. Everybody (laughs) go be whole and complete. Just remember that. Your one takeaway today, everyone, is to say I am whole and complete. I am whole and I am complete. Until next time, everyone.